to what it seems from the creative minds that brought you the break. Thumbs a few. The break room. Media shots. The break room. Pickle and Roll and Division G comes the next great installment. The break room. Welcome to episode 114 of The Break Room with special guest Thomas the Tank Yard Train and in Kick It Motherfuckers. What's up? <laughs> I thought we had more. I apologize. That's it. <laughs> so oh, was it's... I supposed to play something else? No, I thought you had. Like Dustin, usually, anytime we have an intro, he usually piles another intro on top of that yeah, and another I intro on top of that. Simplify it a little. So I was expecting more. It's better this Here, way, just to make you feel comfortable. Thank you. <laughs> $2,000 worth of equipment sitting on a flimsy plastic table. Okay, now I'm comfortable. So, it is episode... Is that a scoreboard with the money? 114. What? I spent $2,000 oh, on yeah. equipment. Absolutely. I scoreboard every podcaster out there. <laughs> including... <laughs> including NPR. Good luck with that. Yeah. So... Here comes the break room. Here comes the break room. I guess on a on a special note, before we actually get into the show, uh, there is a special episode of a certain past show on that list that's coming out soon. A very special episode that will be on this feed. Why? Starring some people from Pop Syndicate. But are you serious? I am serious, Thomas the Tank. <laughs> what are you talking Engine about? Engine Train Yard. I don't even know why I showed up. You could just play drops. That's a good point. Uh, no, but there is, for all those who uh, only listen to us for the hopes that they might hear Mike, Steph, and Mike, uh, there is a Pickled Embryo reunion special in the works. Oh, that's not cool. Hosted by Bob <laughs> Costas. So, should be interesting, and I think we're going to record it on the 21st. Hopefully it's better than he did on the Olympics. Who? Mike, Steph, and Mike? Bob Costas. Yeah. Mike, Steph, and Mike was on the Olympics? He was pretty good. He did the 200-meter uh, track run. <laughs> And uh, he How'd beat that go for him. He beat that guy Bolt. Mm, I don't think so. He lapped him several times. <sighs> you realize there's, there's not a lap in the 200 meter. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he beat that swimming guy. <laughs> nice. Okay. In the 200 meter track event, <laughs> he lapped him too. Yeah. Hard. Him and Ocho Cinco. Right. Right. So voicemails. This is off to a wonderful start. Yo, this is the head, not the head, as you've been saying, it's the head, H-E-T. I came up with a list of top five bands then and now. The top five bands are now, number five, Say Anything. Fantastic band with Max Bemis at the helm. Their new record in defense of the genre is a 90-minute masterpiece. 27 songs, ain't a bad song on the record. Number four is Wilco. I disagree with you. I love Jeff Tweedy's voice. I'm a big fan of Wilco. Number three, the Drive-By Truckers. This band kicks ass. I'm an ass raper. Number two, a band <laughs> called Lucero out of Memphis, Tennessee. You think Bob Dylan has a good voice? This guy's got a great voice. I don't think Bob Dylan and has a And number one, kind of gay, but Ryan Adams. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> my man crush. My top five bands for men. Number five, Nirvana. Number four, Pavement. Number three, Pearl Jam. I know. Number two, Pink Floyd. Love Pink Floyd. I've seen The Machine and I've seen the Australian Pink Floyd many times. Never seen a real band, though. And number one of all time from back then, The Replacements. You're just a hick telling Paul the tall Paul Westerberg is God. Now, <laughs> two things. Who's the clown that put Third Eye Blind as the greatest band of all time? <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? Third Eye Blind. I hate them all. Can I graduate? 
And uh, the other guy put uh, Our Lady Peace and neglected to mention the song Naveed, which is the greatest song ever. I love that song. Awesome. That guy is awesome. You guys are doing a great job. And yes, I do listen to the break room. For real. Did somebody mention Our Lady Peace? Dustin did. Dustin did. Dirty, dirty did. Yeah. Man, that guy, that's awesome. I apologize to the het. My apologies. I thought it was the head. Uh, but what the look, hell's the het? I don't know what a het is. I don't know. Uh, it, was it the et, like A T T or H A T T? I think he said H E T T H E T or maybe just H E T like heterosexual. Is that the thing from Fred Penner's plays? <laughs> Heterogeneous. Maybe it's that. I don't know. He'll probably call and leave a voicemail next week. But for, um, I'm pretty sure we have two more voicemails. Big for ups for him, by the way. Like, say anything. That is an excellent band. I have, uh, I have uh, the album he was talking about and the one before. And I can't help it that I left our album. Like I said on the show, it's from back in the day. Yeah. I don't really listen to him anymore. Yeah, you do. But but did you say they're the greatest band ever? No, my favorite. Not the greatest. Okay. They're by well, far not anywhere near the greatest. They're the greatest band in the world to okay. you, though. Well, that's good. I'm they glad just bring you back that. a lot of high school memories and good memories. Uh-huh. They're not even close to the greatest band ever. Not okay. even anywhere near. Well, I'm glad we got that corrected. Wow, we'll have. No we have one new can list. top the new kids on the block. Oh wow! Well, uh, did you get uh, their latest uh, album there, buddy? Uh, uh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I'm one of the seventy-five thousand in the body. It was ninety-five. It sold 000, that actually. many records. Ninety-five thousand. Good. Yep. Sparklers and people. I guess first week. It's only week one. I guess they do have the right stuff. As I heard on the radio the other day, the ninety-five thousand that bought it's all like overweight chicks from in their like thirties or forties that used to remember them. That remember them like David remembers Third Eye Blind and New Kids on the Block. (laughs) He has pictures of Jordan all over his room. Even now, you can name one of them. Yes. Isn't one of them uh, uh, Marky Mark's Mark brother? Okay, I do remember that guy, but that's Donnie it. Donnie Wahlberg, yeah. The lesser-known Wahlberg. Only by association. Anyway, go ahead. Why don't you name their whole catalog? That's all I know. Go. I do remember they had the WCW stuffed new kids back in the day. Cunts. Like wrestlers? No, those little stuffed freaking animals. Like, they had them as wrestlers that you could, like, roll around with. And yeah, but you said WCW new kids But then they had the new kids, too, that Crazy had those... Stuffed things that were. Oh, I thought maybe it was like the new kids joined the WCW no. for a promotional event, like Dennis no. Rodman or something. That would be awesome, actually. Like a five man tag team, <laughs> a ladder match with the new kids. That would be awesome. Anyways, here's another voicemail from the Het. Het. It appears. One other thing. One of you guys in there said that Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon was only 50% good. 50% good? Every song on that record is a 10, man. Are you out of your mind? I mean, you listen to that thing front to back. It's the greatest album ever. 18. I mean, this is up there mm. with a deer hunter. <laughs> All right, I'll see you. Bye. Call back. I will this say that's the bullshit. only Pink Floyd album I own, so it's definitely It awesome. is a good album. I, that was Dustin, awesome. actually, the Pink Floyd... Aficionado? Yeah. That said it's only half good? Said it's Reaper. only half good, yeah. What's wrong with exactly. that, dude? Oh, I agree. Yes, they, make all, they make all sorts of fireworks and laser light shows right. just after that one freaking I album. I think Dustin has a comedy phoned in about the head, or the et, or the het, or whatever het. his name is. What an ass raper. Oh, well, there he is calling in from the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> Guess so. All right. Here's another one from the head. The head. Yo, I can't believe Thumbs of Fury is going off the air, man. It's the sadness inside me. I love that show. I just wanted to say, for your last episode, I agree with you on The Shield. Probably my second favorite show of all time. love it a lot. My favorite show of all time is Deadwood. Completely devastated when HBO pulled the plug on that one. When David Milks went over to do John from Cincinnati, I had high hopes. But what a piece of flaming shit that was. <laughs> totally disappointed in that. And I wish they would bring Deadwood back someday because Al Swearing is the man. Anyway, I know I already called 50 times this week. <laughs> I look forward to your next show. I'll see you. Peace. I completely agree. With I him. completely agree. Deadwood That's is awesome. awesome. I don't, it's not I, my favorite show, but it was an awesome show. Deadwood beats out the shield for me. Really? I love Deadwood. You're an idiot. Oh. I've never even seen you know Deadwood what? and you're an idiot. Oh, Deadwood was so great. Good. I'll tell you why it doesn't be at the Shield, because the Shield is going to complete itself. That's true. That's true. And but. you know what? You can let's let's not blame it entirely on HBO. Yeah, HBO kind of brought that cancellation on early, but David Milch, when HBO came back and said, Look, will you make some like two or three T V movies to wrap it up? He said no. 
so that he could go do John from no. Cincinnati. No. And so no, they they no. brought they tore the sets down and that's it. That's it. I'll go out. I'll go out for Deadwood. It was a great show. It was a great show. If you haven't seen Deadwood, it is like Shakespeare with the word fuck a lot and cowboys. Uh okay. And whores. Well, Shakespeare had whores. But anyways, it's good. It's a good it's a very good series though and uh I recommend it to anyone. Unfortunately, it costs $150 a season on That DVD. is very true. So I would recommend rent it. Netflix to anyone out there. Or Blockbuster Online if you're into that uh, Blockbuster thing. So, let's talk the fair. Diarrhea Farm. It is that time of year. <laughs> or we can it's talk Diarrhea Farm. Year. We can talk Diarrhea <laughs> Farm, Dustin. Runny Diarrhea Doo-Doo. Apparently we have a whole topic. Ass water? Dave, do you, uh, do you enjoy the Diarrhea Farm? You've Are been, they all uh, cunts? you made many visits. I, lo- I, I don't anymore, actually. You don't enjoy I'm it? I'm kind of over the diarrhea farm. It's kind of a one-time experience for me, but, you know, like Dustin. Dustin doesn't like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, but he loves the, the diarrhea farm, so. You've seen Coming to America, haven't you? That's random, Dustin. Kind of tired of you, Dustin. I'm Go really away. lost. So, diarrhea farm. Why? <laughs> no. Uh, but it is, it is September, and uh, fair time. if you're in Texas, that means it is. It's not till next month, right? It starts uh, the end of this month or something like that. Um, Anyways, it's the fall season. It's time to talk about the fair. Uh, Because in Texas, especially in the Dallas area, this thing is huge. I mean, they've got fairs all over the state. Like in Ab, we had our little county fair, the big country, West Texas Fair and Rodeo. Yes, that's what it was called. Uh, But this is the state fair. It's it's the biggest fair in Texas, as it should be. And uh, it means a great many, many things. Uh, A lot of... uh, Cheap food, a lot of rednecks. I don't know that it's all cheap. A lot of... Uh, In fact, most things out there are not cheap. cheap. Yeah, it's not... Well, it's cheap food, but you pay a lot of money right. for it. Good point. Yeah, there you go. Good point. Some of it's unique and stuff you'll only find at the fair, though. So let's... That's a good point. So let's talk about the food a little bit, because it's really the highlight of the show these days. The show? Of the fair. So the, one of the, the biggest things, because Texas is a big, fat state, is <laughs> we have... A food, com- a food competition, <laughs> and they have a best of the fair every year, and every year it's something very creative. Somebody fires up their deep fryer, and I'm not lying when they say they fire up the deep fryer. Because Isn't that what it is, though? It's every, not really that creative. It's something that's deep fried, right? I don't know. It just says Big Text Choice Awards. It doesn't say <laughs> Big Text Fried Choice Awards. It just says Big Text Choice Awards. So I'm assuming that if I could come up with some kick-ass ice cream dish, Crazy that skills. it might win. But they deep fry ice cream too, don't they? Of course they do. And so I'm just Everything saying, has to have fried crap. All on of it. the unique food is generally thrown in a deep fry. So let's go through the list. Uh, there's nothing on here that's not fried. Yep. Uh, other finalists: we had Fernie's All American Fried Grilled Cheese Sandwich, <coughs> which is just, wait a minute. Did you did you tell them it was a competition? I did tell them it was a competition. No, I didn't catch that part. I must have slept. It's a competition so, for anyone that doesn't know. Her fried grilled cheese sandwich is two slices of white bread, American and cheddar, dipped in egg and milk batter, lightly coated with panko breadcrumbs, and uh, side served with a side of shoestring potato sticks, a pickle spear, and oh. tomato dipping sauce. Fried. Oh. The runner-up is Texas Fried Jelly Bean Jelly Belly Beans. So they take jelly, jelly beans, jelly belly beans, roll them in funnel cake batter, and then fry them. I don't really. I mean, jelly beans are alright, but, but do you really deep fry? Isn't that really going to mask the taste of the jelly bean? Isn't it going to melt it? Oh, but they can fry ice cream. A hard jelly bean anymore? But how do they get fried ice cream? Though? I don't know. To be honest with you, I have no clue. Uh, deep fried s'mores. So they basically put two graham crackers, uh, chocolate chips, marshmallow cream. Then they fry that. Well, first they got to melt it over a campfire. True. And then they deep fry it. Oh, and these are also. Dusted in powdered sugar on top of that. <laughs> I love how Chopper gets beat down by Dustin doing a drop every other minute. <laughs> and, he and then he fires. over there. I'll fuck you till you love me, fat. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that hadn't been played in a long time. Wow. Um, fire and ice, which is pineapple ring that is battered and deep fried, of course. Then oh. topped with a banana flavored whipped cream that's been frozen in liquid nitrogen. Then it's ladled <laughs> with strawberries and syrup. And then fry it again. Ah, frozen in liquid nitrogen. Yep, that's awesome. 
God. You have to eat some liquid nitrogen to be able to eat that. It has a coating of liquid nitrogen around it. I think liquid. that might liquid nitrogite your insides. Nitrogite. That's why I didn't win first place. <laughs> it killed the judges. Yeah. Uh, then we have fried chocolate truffles, which is silky smooth handmade dark chocolate rolled in cocoa powder before being battered and deep fried. That's cocoa, by the way, not cocoa. It's cocoa. No, it's not. You get high as you eat the truffle. cocoa. <laughs> Uh, Cocoa. It's just powdered in straight Coke. <laughs> you snort the truffle. Uh, it's then dusted in cinnamon sugar and cocoa powder. Even more. <laughs> Even more Coke. It's rolled in cocoa and dusted with cocoa. Jeez. So the winner of Most Creative was the fried banana split, which uh, is a mixture of banana, honey, peanut butter, rolled in balls, battered and deep fried, and topped with assorted delicious fixings including powdered sugar, caramel, chocolate syrup, chopped peanuts, whipped cream, and banana split flavored ice cream bites. Then <gasps> top of the cherry. <gasps> and then, oh, I forgot one of the other finalists. Chocolate-covered strawberry waffle balls. Plump, fresh strawberries covered in a thick chocolate shell dipped in sweet waffle batter and deep-fried, dusted with cocoa, powdered sugar, and served on a stick. Everything is better on a stick. Every one of these is Heart Attack Central. And here's the most awesome. The winner of Best Tasting. Find 16. a way to put white gravy on any of this. That, that might actually make this one better. <laughs> the winner is Chicken Fried Bacon. They take farm pack bacon. Sounds kind of generic and Walmarty, But uh, thickened peppery farm pack bacon, seasoned, double-dipped in special batter and breading, and then deep-fried, served with a creamy side of ranch or honey mustard sauce. Yeah, that sounds done. really good, actually. Actually does. I, think I want we'll, that one. We'll Fuck try to make you. it after the show. Except I don't, <laughs> I don't have a deep fryer. I think it's open right now, dude. Oh, you mean make it. Uh, yeah, we'll make it. I thought you meant make it down to Fair Park. We'll break in and steal the recipe. <laughs> I don't think they're even set up yet. We should open up a restaurant just based on that dish. That kid's based on all those dishes. Fried ass is what we'll We'll just call be called it. Texas Fair Rejects or something It's called like Heart that. Attack. The restaurant, yeah, sure. Everybody will come. <laughs> so Wasn't there you that go. Funny, reinforcing the stereotype of a fat Texas. Fat kids are stupid. <laughs> I need to talk, Dave. Sorry, I'm distracted. I can tell. I never get to play with this anymore. <sighs> That's what she said. I. I we so we we. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Next story. Awesome. Next story. All right. Next story. <laughs> All right, uh, What do we have? Next story. What do we have? We've been talking for a while now. No, what do we have next? Do you remember Jean-Jean well, I was going to ask uh, what you guys remember about the fair as far as... Maybe not the best memory, but uh, what's your most significant memories of memories of the fair? Either West Texas Fair and Rodeo or this. Wieners. Yeah, I don't really have any things you like looked for. Mine was like you always the, got out of school early. Oh, for well, fair there's day. that back in the day, and they remember, gave you a lot of tickets free, didn't they? Yeah, a lot of tickets free. I remember one time at the uh, Janky West Texas Fair and Rodeo. Janky. We, uh, I think I was there with I was there with some girls, and we were listening getting to into we we're listening to Thrive Line, <laughs> jamming out. We're getting into I think it was called the Blizzard. Yeah, it was the one where it was just like. You sit like four people to a seat or whatever, and it just goes in a circle and kind of goes up and down a couple hills. Yeah, it, the car twisted, like spun though. No, 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 no. This Not is just one? on a track that just oh. goes like a little a cut over some hills and in a circle, but Sounds it goes really awesome. fast. You weren't there, Mark. You don't know. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you just turned us all off. I Dave. remember we were doing that, and there were five of us, and in one we, car, we were. It's meant for four. We were trying to get five into one car. That's safe. Was it and you and four girls? It was three girls and then one of their little brothers. This was hey a now. good time in your life, and, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a good. That was a good hey night. <laughs> um, we were getting into the car, and we thought we had it locked into place—the little bar that holds you in. And this yeah. thing goes pretty fast, but I guess it wasn't locked in because as soon as it started going, the bar like flies up, and I grabbed it and pulled it back down. But the ride was going already, and so everyone's like kind of lifting out of their seats because we're going so fast. And I'm just holding onto the bar and holding on to the bottom of the cart, trying to hold the bar down while all five of us are like floating up in the air because we're going so fast. It was insane. Awesome. It was kind of scary. That's awesome, though. It was. I saved the day. I must say, with my manly ways. I don't know about that, you're pretty much just saving yourself. 
Were you yeah. holding on? You weren't really holding on to everybody else, just yourself. I was holding the bar down, though. Oh, you're holding the yeah, bar down. I was holding down. the bar down, trying to keep it from flying right. up and everyone falling out. Couldn't someone have held Were the other side of the bar? Were they all pressed against the bar? Yeah. It's not like the you bar push. flies open and then the entire cabin is flooded with... It's not like you're 20,000 feet up in the air. No, but fly you're, fly, you're, going really, you're going fast <clears throat> enough for the ride to lift you out of your seat in just a circle. Were they all up against you or something? They, everyone Their was boobs going, were in his face. I was in the middle. Everyone was floating outwards and upwards. So they were pushing upwards against the bar, which is supposed to be locked in to keep you on your seat. That, I see. I see. So the bar wasn't locked in, so I was just holding it down, trying to keep it It, from flying up. It might have been, quote, secured, because the West Texas Fair was always a little bit... uh, Mm -hmm. Janky? Unsafe. That's what I mean. The guy came by and checked it, but as soon as the ride started, it went clink all the way up to the top. Boy, I never felt more unsafe than on the Ferris wheel, though, at the West Texas Fair. I never rode that thing. It was always creaky, and it felt like the little uh, swingy deals were about to fall off. Talk about some low-rent rides. And And you would always get stuck at the top for like an hour sometimes. While they're loading and unloading. But still not as low-rent as like those parking lot carnivals that they have in Abilene, where we grew up. You remember those? Yeah. Yeah, those were pretty bad. They had them at malls a lot of times. Yeah. They They pull into the parking lot. And uh, they have, like, a Ferris wheel and, like, one of those target things you shoot with a water gun. That's about it. What the fuck, More than that, but yeah. And they'd have... The cheap, the cheap festivities at Six Flags type deals. Yeah. They'd have the extra dirty carnies. I don't remember that. You don't remember the dirty carny? Well, you're homeless. They're like a mainstay at any I didn't really fair. spend much time out in any of those things, though. I didn't like those. I like the safe rides at Six Flags. Because like I don't what? go there to like I don't know like the roller coasters that are permanently built there and not oh. temporary crap. Oh, you, okay. So you want to be a player? <sighs> so did you have a favorite ride at the fair? What did I ask for? I, I no, really didn't, you honestly the didn't ride the rides at the fair really very often. I just went up there to be coolster. This may much. not be the greatest topic ever because I just don't give a crap. So obviously, Dave. So uh, what made uh, what made you a coolster? Just walking around looking for chicks, that kind of thing. I, I just meant, I didn't mean coolster. I in just your gang? Being Why? a cool teenager. What? In your gang? In my gang, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Come up with oh, that's not Dave's cool. I just meant going up with a bunch of other guys, just walking around, quote, cruising for chicks. Although Guy, you want to really hit this? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Is that what you used to say as you're walking around? Guy, you want to hit this? <laughs> what the hell did that come from? Give me pleasure. <laughs> That's what he would say as he's walking, oh walking around the fair. <laughs> All right, so Dave, do you have a favorite <laughs> ride? Um, no, I didn't really like most of the fair rides. I just gave that answer. You can't do that, too. <laughs> um, I didn't really have a favorite ride. Did I you go over here? I like the, whore, the haunted houses. The whore houses. Mm. I like the haunted houses a lot. <laughs> It's a uh, it's an attraction in Abilene because they don't exist. Seems like at the uh, fair uh, rodeo, at the West Texas Fair and Rodeo, you probably could have actually got murdered in the back of one of those things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Again, the dirty that's carny. What, that's what made it scary. When did it become <laughs> white collar to wipe your ass and tear it the shit up with pine cones? Exactly. For me, it was always. Do you remember the UFO thing they had that looked like a a UFO and it spun real quick? And it, it was like the. The spinnaker or whatever at Six Flags. Are it spins you real fast and it sucks you up against the, the wall. flying saucer or something, something like, like that. that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The flying saucer. That, that was pretty was fun. Ass, where you turn upside down. They play like like some loud poison or Motley Crue or something. Where something just, that was popular back in the It spins really 90, quick and presses 95. you against the wall yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. like crawl up the wall or whatever. Yeah, and the little panels that you were on would slide up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. It was, a, it was a pretty fun ride. Uh, I enjoy. It. I was. Re- I enjoyed it at Six Flags too when they had it, but they eventually got rid of it. I think a lot of people got sick on it. The spinnaker? No, not the spinnaker. I forgot what it was called though. Um, oh, that thing where you stand against the wall. Yeah, it was the floor a, drops. It was, yeah, it was called, called like was called. the the spaceship three thousand one year or something like yeah. that, or starship. It changed or something. Yeah, it changed every year. Almost. They changed the names frequently just to give them that fresh coat of paint, even though it's the same shitty ass rides. They're not shitty. Some of, you just said they were shitty. We're talking about Six Flags. Oh, I thought you were talking Go to the about the candle room. Let's <laughs> about the fair. They always rename them. Yes. They do that at you Six You remember Flags when they too. renamed it the candle room? Let's go to the candle room. I do. That's audio for me from that year. It was a really strange uh, strange year from the fair. <laughs> Cream? <laughs> out, Man. go out. What the hell? Stupid fucking Forbes. 
as they're often referred to that as. Was no, it's just this site awful. continues to cycle through to new pages, and it's it wants you to check out everything they have to Good. offer. Go fuck yourself, go Forbes. Fuck your mother. Yes, go fuck that your was mother. Almost on key. God hates fags. Give me a kiss. <laughs> go go. Just enter in in the search engine for crying out effing loud. I'm not a Jew. Then I have to go back all the way. We should all accept Jesus into our hearts. Someone kill some time. Jesus Christ. Did you guys have a crocodile mile? Judy, Judy. Uh, he was only... Uh, he only had 10,000 bail posted, though. It looks like a pink cock was swirled. That stupid Nazi bitch. Do you remember Zsa, Zsa Gabor? Mark? There's been several rapes. Point the finger at the black man. The See, that's where I get racism from. Didn't that feature Oprah's vagina? Black. Uh, we So we... we I... I had, re- I had, there are, are, you just turned us all off, Dave. Nazi. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm gay. What do we got now, bus driver? Yeah. Are you ready? I need the exploding sound. I was trying to kill time while you're looking it back up. All right, so, on to a better topic, hopefully. Uh, Forbes has come out with their uh, 10 most overpaid movie stars. And some of these are surprises, some of them are not. Uh, although I'm surprised some of these people even made as much money as they do. If I can get to the end of the fucking list. Okay, there it was. Stop. This show sucks. But it's your my fault. Uh, no, it's not my fault, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, why is it my fault? It's mostly my fault. Yeah, uh, I'll agree with that one. Good God. Okay, number 10 is... Kate Blanchett. Uh, she made the list because of The Missing, which was 2003, which earned only $30 million, but cost $65 million to produce. For every dollar she was paid, the, her movies made $4.97. Did either of y'all see that? I did not. No. So we contributed to that. I don't even remember like it being it in good. the theater. It, looks like, it looked like from the preview it was interesting, but... They basically took their last three movies and averaged them out, and that's how they came up with their list. Uh-huh. Okay. If anybody wants to calculate this, surprisingly, though, coming in number nine is Will Ferrell. Uh, I understand why some people don't think he's funny, but I think he's hilarious. Uh, I think he's extremely funny, but I think the biggest problem with Will Ferrell is he needs to stop doing Let's the pick sports some bad movies. movies. Like Stranger Than Fiction was a good uh, yeah. a good turn for him. Yeah, that was good. But then he continues with Blades of Glory, the basketball movie, the NASCAR movie. As far as he hasn't done a baseball movie, he's also doing. He's doing another sports movie coming up, I think. He did the soccer movie. Oh, yeah. Scott. Kicking and screaming. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, but for every dollar he was paid, Will Ferrell made only four sixty seven gross income. His last few movies have tanked. Yeah, what was that last one they did? Bro- Step Brothers? Step Brothers. That um, one looked kind of funny. I haven't seen it. but I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah. Some people have said it's the next Dumb and Dumber. Some people have said it's terrible. Uh, so it's Dumb and Dumber at least reviews were consistent so I think he's getting to be an old bit kind of like Mike Myers I think it's time to uh, he needs to really change up his game uh, number 8 is Drew Barrymore uh, so really this list has a lot to do with bad movie picks because it's based off of how much every dollar they made how much how many dollars the movie made after that right um, it's base. It's basically for every dollar she was paid, the movie averaged this many dollars. Blank. Yeah, yeah. So or just different movies. Not it really just one could movie. just be it's bad. A, it's average I mean, of their it's, last. It's three highest. Movies. I mean, it's really highest paid people that had movies that tanked. Is all it is really. Yeah, it's not an opinion of who actually is the most overpaid. No, they're just the most overpaid this year as far as earning power. Okay, right. got it. Uh, okay, so her last film, Lucky You, made only $8 million. Didn't even hear about it. I don't even know that movie. And uh, so, yeah, she made $4.38. dollars $8 million? Oh, my God, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, you, but, you know, you say that. And then, like, Bangkok Dangerous this week, this past week, only Lord made $7 of War million. Lord And that's probably not that good. Well, Bangkok Dangerous that, yeah. or Lord of War Two? <clears throat> Bangkok Dangerous. Probably not. It looked terrible. Uh, okay, Nicholas Cage. Speaking of De Bangkok Dangerous, and number seven, 
his last movie before Bangkok Dangerous At, what, was called Next. After this, he might move up on the list some. Yeah, absolutely. That's not true. After Bangkok Dangerous? You said his last movie before Bangkok Dangerous was Next. What was it? Uh, he The second National Treasure came out after Next. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, so 2007... Uh, National Treasure made four hundred fifty six million. However, Next released that spring uh, brought in only seventy three million, and it lost fifty cents for every dollar Cage was paid. So, uh, what about the last National Treasure? Uh, this made, not be that I thought it was the last three. Oh, okay. It says for every dollar he's paid, Nick Cage's movies uh, average only four four dollars and sixteen cents of gross income. Can you imagine being like twenty five percent of the movies <laughs> income? That's insane. Uh, Jim Carrey is tanking at number six. Uh, let's see, the number twenty-three completely uh, went the, down the tubes. Uh, even only made seventy-seven million, which was a good movie. Uh, Jim Carrey only grosses four dollars and eleven cents. Uh, I don't know about the number twenty-three. I've heard nothing but bad things until you talked about it. That's good. Don't believe it. You hear? Watch it. It's good. <laughs> okay. They advertise. It's kind of one of those where they've done that a lot lately, where they advertise it as something that it's actually not. Which what is it not? They Sixteen. Kinda, they kind of made it look like a horror movie and stuff. It's not. It's just eighteen. Okay, that's good. So he has another movie coming out called the uh, Yes Man. Two dollars, which they're already starting to promote the shit out of. Really, like at theaters and stuff. They already have posters up, and it's not coming out till December. I haven't heard anything which about it. It's a little it. ridiculous. Well, uh, Jennifer Lopez. This should, should be no surprise at number five because she fucking sucks. The singer. I'm just surprised she gets paid that much. Disney. I can't believe she even gets paid anymore. She's such a stupid whore because and a she demands actress. so much in her actress and probably, I mean, uh, singer and probably designer stuff now that they have to pay her enough to be in the movie. I guess has to be something. I don't know what she would consider adequate. Well, then don't pay her. Get a cheaper no, I, actress. I'm not arguing with you. I'm sure there's a. A lot of other Hispanic actresses out no, there that are willing to take a lot less. I know. To have just as big as big an ass. It's and probably have her, more talent. It's, a, it's about her appeal, though, man. There's she still has plenty no of people that not to you, not to anybody. But I imagine there's a large percentage of people that actually do go watch her. I don't think she's anything, but she is nothing. Wow, I don't. She know should about really be that. number one, but unfortunately, this is based on stats. Anyway. Okay, so her last project was El Cantante, I guess, in 2006, uh, which, barely, they say, barely registered the box office. Her last big film was Monster in Law, uh, which made $155 million, but overall, uh, she makes only $4.10 of gross income for the studio. She is terrible. The only other good thing she ever did was Selena. And that really had nothing to do with her. It really did. <laughs> she was playing someone else. Uh, what is this? Number four, I guess. I'm kind of lost. Uh, so Cameron Diaz made fifty million last year. Uh, her last big film was The Holiday, which made two hundred five million. Yeah, um, see, this isn't that up to date. This is a this is a have, year old. It doesn't have the Las Vegas movie, which will probably move her up the list more. But you know, this was released on September eighth of this year, which was three days. Maybe days they're ago, just now days. able to calculate last year's numbers accurately. Perhaps. Uh. Yeah, so she, now she has the movie uh, What Happens in Vegas, so that'll probably she makes a lot of Vegas movies move her me. higher up on the list, because yeah. that movie was awful, and I don't think it did very good. Um. Okay, so yeah. Because of her high pay she her movies only make $4. Or even 4 bucks. Uh, Tom Cruise at some number. Uh, <laughs> let's see. God hates facts. His recent movie was Lion for Lambs. Uh, which all made sixty three million, uh, which I heard was a terrible movie. I haven't even heard of that. I heard that. it was boring as shit. Uh, yeah, so that movie only made a dollar eighty eight for every dollar he was paid. Wow! And overall, uh, Tom Cruise's movies only average four dollars of gross income. That's because uh, he gets paid insane amounts of money. That's true. Yeah. That's um, true. Number two is a little bit of a surprise considering she hasn't really done much. Uh, but since Jennifer she played mom. I mean, since she's been playing mother. Never mind. What? I'm confused. Never mind. Since she's been playing the act of a real mother. Oh, okay. The dumb bitch. Okay, so this is Jennifer Garner from Alias. Uh, Electra bombed. Uh, only made $56 million. Uh, Catch and release and the kingdom sucked. And uh, so her movies only make $3.60. God damn you, Forbes.com. 
Have you seen Catch and Release? I have not. Oh, wait a minute. Is that the one where with Sarah Jessica Whore? No, it's not. With, speaking of, she's... It's actually a good movie. Yeah. It's about like her husband dies at the very beginning. Uh, you don't care what it's about. You no, I care. Like I it, thought it... But it's a good movie. As long as Sarah Jessica Whore is not in It's a good chick flick. It. No, Sarah right. Jessica Whore is not in that. Good. And number God. one, which should be no surprise because she sucks also, is Nicole Kidman. Uh, her movies only make one dollar of gross income, <laughs> <laughs> so she, they pay for her, and that's it. Pretty much, because uh, she commands fifteen million per movie. Uh, because of her, the Golden Compass only made three dollars and thirty six cents for every dollar she was paid. That's uh, the, incredible, because it made she made more than fifteen million on that because that brought in three hundred and seventy million dollars. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, the Invasion lost $2.68 for every dollar that went to Kidman. Uh, and then... Wow. Yeah. And then she's got some movie coming up about Australia called Australia. So, there you go. Overrated actors. Maybe somebody... Play the theme music. So... This is our uh, weekly coverage of The Shield in its final season, season seven. And uh, Thomas the Tank Engine is also a huge fan of The Shield. Huge. From way back in the day. Uh, started, well, when did I start watching it? About season three? Yeah, like just before season three. I got really into it, and of course, I haven't ever watched the TV show like while it's on TV until this year, but... Mm. Every, every year I have trouble waiting for the DVD to come out so I can watch them all, and now I'm stressing with <laughs> having to go episode to episode once a week. It really sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It's really not the optimal way to watch television. I really wish they would just make TV shows, put them out on DVD, and then air them <laughs> on TV. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's the way it should be. That kind of would go against the whole point, I think. Uh, just for a warning, if anybody watches The Shield and you, don't wanna, and you haven't seen this episode, Snitch, the second episode of the season, and you don't want to hear spoilers... Uh, Stop listening. Pause this and uh, you can pretty much turn the show watch. off because this is the end. No, don't turn it off. Just pause it until you watch it, uh, then and then come back. Don't listen to any other podcast. Has a hey now title. Yeah, the money shot. Uh, so pause it. Go watch it at some point, and then unpause it. Don't listen to any of the podcasts. It will corrupt your listening experience because we have such a golden experience in the show. Sure. But uh, this episode is called Snitch, written by Gary Lennon and directed by Gwyneth Horder Payton. So, Dave, why don't you run down this episode of The Shield for us? Snitch. Well, someone else run it down. I'm not good at running shows. Thomas, down. why don't you run down the show for us? Mm, okay, you're going to have to start it for me because I'm not sure where the last one ended in this one. Well, basically, at the end of the last episode. Episode one ends where he goes, Now we watch the gangs kill each other. Right. Now we watch the gang war. They had set up the gang war, and Shane and him had come to some sort of agreement. Yeah, they basically agreed that they needed each other's help to stay ahead of the whole gang crap going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, they continue to try to spice things up, get it where the uh, the uh, Mexican mafia is after the uh, Iranians. Armenians. I mean, Armenians. <laughs> wow. And the Iranians. Um. And the Armenians are after the... They all think that they've come after each other type thing. Well, the um, the Mexican Mafia decide to preempt anything and go after the main guy, the main uh, Armenian guy. Who was in prison because of uh, Shane. Because of Shane. Shane put him there in an effort to get in with another Armenian. Uh, his name is Rezian. So. Rezian, yeah. And then found out that the Armenian he was in with... <laughs> Uh, was going to kill Vic's family, so he basically backtracked inside with him to help overcome the the other the girl he had originally agreed with. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so I forgot where I was. Uh, he, they were going to kill Rezian. Okay, they're going to kill Rezian, and Vic and uh, Shane decide that that's a bad idea because uh, you know with the they don't know how deep into the Armenian group because they all know about what happened in season two, which is. Um, the uh, strike team ripping off the Armenian money train, mm. which of course is all through long story is all gone at this point. There's no more money really, but but they don't know how deep. Is there not any more money anymore? How I deep it was the storyline? No, is it gone? No, it's gone. 
They thought it was all. Most of it got burned up in season four, when three. Lim, when Lim burned when it. When Lim burned oh, it because it was yeah. tearing apart the team. Um, anyway. Stupid Lim. Dude. Leave Lim alone. Don't speak ill of the dead. <laughs> He's a human. Anyway. Um, so they decided it's bad because they don't know how deep into the Armenian group that the knowledge of what they did actually went. So um, Shane goes to prison to warn, uh, what's the name, Rezian, about the hit. And basically Rezian tells him, I've already told my number two that if I die, then you and your family and Vic and his family die too. So, um, you know, they decide to buddy up with uh, one of the one-niners, which is another gang from the show. Nobody's ever seen this before. I can't believe you'd be listening to this if you haven't. Which, by the way, the one-niners, did you notice they showed up in Sons of Anarchy? I did notice that. Is that a real gang? I don't know. It might actually be. But yes, I did notice they showed up in that. I thought that was kind of awesome. We'll save that for our Sons of Anarchy review (laughs) in a little bit. Anyway. um, Can't review it yet. Haven't seen it. So, uh, well, I'll I'll do the walk down for you then. So, uh, anyway... They get the one-niners help. They have to go do a favor for them to earn their help. So they do that, and then the one-niners watches back, and pretty much everything turns out about like that. It's not too much deeper than that, if I can remember right. Um, we ha- There's also the storyline of the uh, mayor, or someone puts out a list of the top ten gangs. Right, which yes. is how they get. And so then Vic is worried that since there's a list of top ten, the other gangs are going to want to try to right. be in the top ten. Which they do. So they're going to start being crazy and doing crazy shit to get in the top ten. Mm-hmm. And they start doing What's the What's the gang that gets real public? Um, uh, it's Spook Street. Spook Street. They basically take out uh, a random couple from visiting from Colorado yes. to make their random name. Random white people. Yeah, just they have the one, uh, the one little dude that's all tough and insane. Yeah. Who basically they claim that to get the word out and to bring their name up, they, they put out on the street that they're working with Al-Qaeda. And once that hits the police wires, that brings in the feds. Yeah. And so Vic is in a race to try to track down the real shooter, who's this little punk ass, and before the feds get a hold of him because he wants to settle things down. And uh, meanwhile, he had more, he had warned uh, Claudette that uh, that this would happen. And, yeah, because, uh, uh, what is it, management or whatever, the assistant, what is it, assistant police chief or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the captain, Claudette, are both concerned about Al-Qaeda threats. And Vic, the whole time, is just like, it's ridiculous. You're chasing circles because there's no Al-Qaeda here. Uh, one part of this this episode I liked, which I don't really like. Um, what's the other detective's name? Wagenbach? Uh, Dutch? Yeah, Wagenbach. Are you kidding me? What? That guy's awesome. You don't like Dutch? You don't like Wagenbach? I mean, you like I, Wagenbach? Yes. I like Dutch. Dutch guy's awesome. awesome. I'm talking. Oh my God! Y'all are talking about two different. Oh, people. you're talking about the douchebag that Dutch he works awesome. with. Who's are you talking about Billings? Billings? Billings. Billings. Yes. yes, that guy. Um, Dutch. I liked. It's funny that now they're all of a sudden that Billings is back and he's still kind of a slacker. He's helped to solve the last two cases. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Dutch is getting really frustrated because Billings is actually, even though he's not he's doing helping. anything, but he shows when he wants to, he can kick ass as a detective. Yes. He's turning in cases when he really wants to. Because yep. basically, their story is they're partnered back up again, and at an apartment, somebody drops a cinder block on the head of uh, some singer chick and kills her, and they're trying to figure out who did it. And Billings is the one who points yeah, out Dutch is getting nowhere for right. hours and hours and hours on end. And he basically calls Billings a slacker, and then Billings solves it in about two minutes. Yeah, he figures it out, uh, which I thought was kind of... I mean, from the story standpoint, I thought it was pretty obvious from the beginning who it was. Uh, the the shield from that angle, I think, is getting to that point where it's it's obvious who the culprit is on the murder angle on those... Uh, I just really like that always. The last, Not always. The, I, I really like the, the last two murders where Butch has... Butch, Dutch has a... Called him out. He solved it right away. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Funny. Which it's pretty so funny. Yeah. So I, I Dutch think Dutch thinks he's the ultimate badass. Also, uh, the chief um, Claudette, Claudette. Her. What does she have again? I don't know. Does she have MS? Maybe it is MS. She there's, MS. There's something going something. on, and it's definitely it's getting worse her. because she's starting to you know not really have breakdowns, but she's starting to get worse. Right. In, in awkward situations, but. Anyway, again, for the second week in a row, I know this has totally nothing to do with the show, but for the second week in a row, I was really upset by the hottest, hottest chick in the show is, like, on the the air for two minutes of this episode, so they really need to play her up some more. Which chick are you talking about? 
the patrol chick. Oh, I don't know what her name is. Yeah. Claudette. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, so I was, I was looking on Wikipedia. She has lupus. She's had it for 15 uh, years, and it's been right. flaring up recently. I can't uh, remember the character's name. Uh, it's the it's it's the girl that was partnered with Julian before he became an unofficial part of the strike. Team. Yeah, now I forget her name, and I remembered it last week. She is Rosalita. Hottie. Uh, oh my god! But it's not her name. This this year this year her her whole thing is her coming into her own. I guess as a as an officer. Yes. And now she's she's having trouble with Danny, who they go and when they're they're set up to go question people in the apartment. And Danny pulls her gun on a guy who reaches behind a door to grab his shirt. And uh, this this girl, uh, she didn't clear the room. And so Danny pulled her gun on her, and then the this officer overreacted. And so they're having their whole little battle that's gone round and round, mostly because one is a cougar and one is a cub. And they both Pretty like much. the same guy. Pretty uh, which much. Which is Dutch. Which neither like. of them are really doing anything about it right now. It's right. kind of funny. Right. But anyway... I think that's about the summation of the entire... I thought this episode was a lot better than the first one. No, I, th- I, I think it's like all building. I think it's going to continue to progressively get better. I feel like they didn't have to set up so much stuff that they were able to just kind of give you some more story and Yeah, I find stuff. it... I find it... They, they continue to weave the stories together, which I find amazing that they're able to maintain the level of tension that they are with all the details across the board. And they don't drop anything. I mean, stuff will come back from... From way back, and and they introduce continually introduce new stuff. It's just amazing. I but love I, that he's going to be in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, that is, that is cool. Um, Jake Carnes, who yeah. plays uh, Dutch Wagonbaugh, yeah, is actually going to be. I had thought at first an it was going to be Lim, which no, I thought that I would wish. be awesome if Lim came in as like I one wish. of the motorcycle gangs. Or that something. would be a, maybe he That'd will. Be sweet. I really wish he would come on. I I would love for like half of their cast to like transpose over into Sons of. That would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be sweet. If that's really the plan. Let's bring the hot chick, Lim. Leave Walton Goggins out of it because I'm tired of that guy. Who is who Shane. is uh, Shane? I just don't like the guy. And that's mind. probably because of his. His character. hair is getting crazier and crazier yeah, every episode. I realize you probably can't bring Chickless in, even though I'd love that. But bring some of the other characters that have either died or. That would be awesome. Bring back Guardo and the Salvadorans? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I do like... That's another thing, though. Guardo's the one that Vic killed that was completely innocent, right? Yeah. With the chain in yeah. the room. I do like that he takes another guy there, and he's kind of like, this place seemed familiar to you, and he's like just messing with Shane. It's yeah. pretty funny. He goes, I think you can see Guardo's house from here. Yes, yeah. so awesome. on a clear night, you can see Guardo's house from here. So awesome. That's what I'm saying. They don't drop any <laughs> details, and it's, it's great how they continue to play that. You know, the one thing I wish they would bring back, though, is that whole thing of, I guess it was season two or three when Dutch was trying to track down a serial killer, and it was a guy who was strangling people, Yes, and he strangled a cat to kind of get that experience of yes. what it was like to kill something. Because the guy went into gr- gr- in- incredible detail about yeah. The last moment of a human's life when you're looking at him and it's just it's pure emotion and stuff. So anyway, that's, yeah, that's why he did that. It wasn't just crazy. Well, I, I wish they would because that's when my sister stopped being interested in the show, and I thought that was actually a really a good moment for the show in general, even though it is a death of a cat. I mean, it's a fake death, but anyway, I wish they would like touch back on it at least once, though. Give some closure to it. You know, the other thing that I wish they would bring back, and I'm hope I'm, I'm guessing they will, is Julian. And his whole battle with, you know, yeah, he's trying really, to not be kind homosexual. Of, they really dropped that. that. And his wife wonder, isn't in it anymore. I yeah. wonder if they encountered some, I don't, not hate mail, but I wonder if they just encountered some problems with that whole thing and they just decided best not to deal with it. Too much controversy, I guess. they totally dropped that. Yep. Yeah. Totally. He's like, he doesn't have conflict with anybody at the station anymore. Which he used to have conflict with, with everybody Pretty much Dutch everybody. And, yeah. I mean, he was the the stick in the mud, and yeah, oh, he's you're just right. kind of a side character that they talk to every once in a while that yeah. never really gets in anyone's way. Which is unfortunate because I thought he was a he is a really good character. He's got a lot of potential. Yeah, but. I think they just decided all that other stuff was a little bit too controversial, and I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine that's probably. What I mean, happened. it seemed like a logical play, you know, for the character that he would, but it also seems that it would be logical that at some point they would touch on it again. He would be, he would go back to being. Uh, homosexual. Having problems, or, yeah. He would fully embrace it, I, I yeah. should say. Not go back to being that, but... Um, Bigot. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great episode. I, I did like it better than the premiere. I agree with Dave. Um, so I definitely give it a thumbs up. Man, on a... I give it a thumbs up, too. Definitely. Flaming thumbs up. The first one, I just give it a thumbs up. This one's flaming. Yeah. 
Um, on a separate note, speaking of episode, speaking of shows in their last season, fuck, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching The Wire, the season you let me borrow, the last yeah. season. It's really, really good. I know it's it. It's the strongest season maybe ever. You think so? And it's it's just good. I love The Wire. I, I still prefer season two over that, but, but it's. I love the way that they're actually trying to close up the storylines. Yeah, and that's that's what's amazing is they were able to bring back every detail and wrap everything up. Such a good show. Yeah, you know, I'm the only, only on like I think I'm only done with like episode three, and I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, the only thing I wish they would do in that series that I wish they had done was touch more on uh, Bunk's life. But I guess Bunk was always there to be sort of the uh, McNulty's counterpart. Yeah, but they never really got in his personal life other than the time he had. Uh, he had sex with chicken, was ridiculously drunk, and couldn't dress himself. And so McNulty had to come get him out. So that was... But past that, they didn't ever really... Uh, <coughs> they mostly just show him. him in the bar in the evening, throwing yeah. up on the sidewalk and stuff. He's always the, dr- the drinking buddy, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, if you like The Shield, you definitely like The Wire, I think. So, Thomas, what was your rating for The Shield this week? That was good. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right. Well, there you go. There's another uh, another week of The Shield. And another wonderful break room. And this now a- our Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Give us your thoughts. Talk about that. You want to talk you about? Do that? No, I'm not going to ruin it for you. What are, what are your thoughts? Let's talk about it briefly. Hey, hold, I mean, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Detail, hold on. but. for the train yard with Thomas the Tank Engine. Have your tickets ready, assholes. I love that. Like we're about to do an episode of the train yard. <laughs> That's what this is. Is it? Yeah. So this is it's your uh, Tank Engine's review tank of Sons Engine's of Anarchy. train yard review of uh, Sons of Anarchy. So, yeah, I haven't seen last week's episode. I but haven't either. So give me, I, won't, I won't spoil it. Uh, yeah, so give, give us your general impressions of the series so far. Uh, it's gotten better. Uh, after I saw the first one, I was really entertained. I, I liked it a lot. I didn't... I was kind of unfairly wanting... Something to take over for the Shield, since mm-hmm. this is obviously the last season of the Shield, and it's from one of the guys from the Shield, yes. Kurt Sutter. But I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as it's not nearly as gripping as the word I'd like yeah. to use um, as the first season, the first episode ever of the Shield. But it was good, and the second one I think built along the base that it started and did a good job of just continuing um, the conflict that the main character has. And the twistedness of the family is displayed a little bit more, and I mean, it's just a good, just a good, good show. I like the first episode. I really like the music. The music um, is really good. It's they, different than the Shield because it's a, it has a lot of mellow music, and I really like that. Some of it's mellow, some of it's hard, some of it's. I mean, they do a good job of mixing it all together. But the story is really uh, obviously it's still very new, but it's really it's compel. I mean, it's good. I, I really think it's good. Um, I was kind of worried the first episode that it was going to be too melodramatic. Yeah. Like with the whole baby and he's all yes. upset about it. And are we just going to keep it... coming back to this all the time? Uh-huh. And do they focus on the baby situation a do lot? Do you want me to episode? tell you what happens? Just do they focus on it a lot still? This episode, but it's not going to be something that just continues okay. on forever or anything. I feel like they get some resolution to it. Yes, there is some resolution. Which to it. I have to say, I was really surprised with uh, the way they took the show in the first episode. I thought that you know, it's it starred um, what's her name that played Adriana in The Sopranos. Uh, no clue. Yeah, it was on Joey. Yeah. Anyways, I'm forgetting her name, but she was in it as uh, the main character, Charlie Hunnam's girlfriend, who was an addict. I was really surprised the direction they went with that, and I thought it was actually an excellent twist. But like you said, it wasn't as good as the Shields pilot. And I think you have to, at this point, with the success that FX has had, I think you have to compare everything to the Shield because they have such a limited uh, when it comes to the dramas because they have such a limited show selection. Like right. Dirt was terrible, the pilot was Never terrible. Watched it. I watched one other episode past it. It was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible show. That's not on anymore, right? No, it got canceled. Was that a drama? It was, yeah, starring Courtney Cox. and I do know that, but... 
The Riches, which I haven't seen. But supposed think, to be good. That one's supposed yeah. to be good. I haven't it, seen that one. It's got Mini Driver, and therefore it's not appealing to me. But I like uh, Mini Driver. I don't know. I think Probably. you have to compare everything to Shield, and boy, it is so hard to live up to that pilot. Uh, yeah, but I liked it. But at the same sh- time, nothing can really. So yeah. you kind of have to give it a little bit of slack. That's give true. It some time to develop. It's shot. It's shot quite a bit like the Shield. Uh, not quite as much jittery camera. Um, they do a lot of a lot- really good shots, and of course. I would say this because I'm a bike owner for a couple months, but I they do a lot of really good bike shots. I think right. um, both traveling and uh, lots of sweet jumps. Just <laughs> no, they're on cruisers. <laughs> they don't do jumps, but they do a lot of sweet. I kind of wish they would. I almost said that, even though I didn't mean that. Uh, I kind of wish they had a little bit of difference in their bikes. Like all their bikes are jet black. And have basically all the same stuff on them, and I kind of wish there was some difference. So I guess like, that's part of like Power Rangers during, running in the game. One's blue, one's if, red, uh, one's green. Not maybe that. What if some part of, during the season they'll like face off against a Japanese gang, and they'll all be on ricers? <laughs> that would be they'll awesome. All be on crotch rockets, and they'll just have a. It'll be like a showdown. How I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> what are you doing on this side of Charming? <laughs> Wow, is that your Asian impression? Ah, uh, that was kind of what kinda I messed Spanish. up. Sounded it's kind of like his, very Hispanic. I guess they're Thai. Uh, Asian. Is that what Hispanic well, I, Asians are? Thai is Thai. Have, uh, Spanish last names. They were Ramirez. Probably. Yeah. yeah okay. So anyway, but I will give the show this: they weave a lot of plot elements. They do, just and they like do it the successfully. Shield. Just yeah, like they do. the shield, they do it successfully. The only just, time will tell if they can continue it. Yeah, but. And I, I have to give big, uh, big props to Katie Seagal from Peg Bunny from Married Children, who plays the main character's mother. Who she was in the Shield also. Oh my God, that's the woman from Married with Children. Yeah, Peg Bundy. Yeah, I have to give her a lot of credit, man. She is great in the show. She is. She is really good. She is a conniving bitch. Hey, I've got a. And is it possible incre- that she looks younger now than she did yes, on Married with Children? Kidding. I've got an incredibly important question that basically has everything to do with the show. The scar that she has, like between her boobs, mm. is that real? Sorry, that's for Wow, that's funny. Okay, so it is real. Yeah. I was just wondering doing? if that was for the you show know what I was doing. or. Slice her with your dick with the razor on the end? No. What did you do then? <laughs> All right. So, so look at uh, this picture of Katie Seagal's boobs, and I don't see a scar there. No, uh, I don't either. That must be for the it. show. I'm, I'm guessing that maybe her son, she gave birth to her son through her chest. He was a chest burst. She was in Futurama? Yeah, she was the main voice of uh, Lita. Uh, the one-eyed chick? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the show is definitely worth watching. If you like The Shield... It, it's hard to just say if you like Shield, yeah, but if you is. like if you like the twisted, it's an unfamiliar world. Which the you can uh, for. the hero in a not so heroic type right. atmosphere. I, really yeah, good. you know it's, it's really where it's good. different. It's, I guess it's the opposite of the Shield, where Vic Mackey is the anti-hero in a heroic situation. This guy is kind of the anti-villain in I mean, a villainous, villainous situation. situation. Yeah, so it's, they kind of went the other way. It's yeah. really good. It's really so good. now I like it a little better just because of that. Now that I've thought about that. Um, so I'll definitely glad be I could watching again. You. Appreciate you, pal. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's out go out. Uh, you can call us at. Out, out, go out, out, go out, out, go out. You're kind of quiet there, go, uh, go out, out, Thank out, you. Out, out, go out. Emails at breakroom at gmail.com. Or you can call us at. Call the break room at. 214-329-9827. Don't be a douchebag. Leave a message. That's 214-329-9827. Thank you, F-13. Would you care to get the number again? No, I'm not okay. doing like Dustin does. All right, fair enough. Uh, dirty, okay, dirty. We'll catch you guys next week. Um, Dustin may or may not be back. Uh, he decided to leave the show for a while. If he's and not back, I'll be back. All right, well, we could always use more Sons of Anarchy and Shield talks. So. Hey, down with that. Uh, okay, um, I got no details. Check out Pop Syndicate for other podcasts. Uh, there's a forum there. Subscribe to the show. Go to iTunes. Subscribe out, there. Go, out, out, go. Uh, out. And do us a favor and leave a comment. And uh, if you want to, <laughs> I don't know voted, why that turned it off. Voted, uh, it does that sometimes. Vote a podcast alley for us if you care. Not that it really matters. Um, not that I even really pay attention, to be honest, because I've never really promoted it. So I've never even been there. I don't. Even, I've never been to that website. 
I've been there because I vote for F13 show, but and Paperback Radio back when they used to promote it. Uh, but I've never really promoted it for us. So, <laughs> anyways, vote for us or don't. Leave us a nice cool. comment on iTunes, and uh, we'll Not talk to you guys now. later. He just wouldn't stay away. It's a good point. Diarrhea farm. <laughs>